Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Frey, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's going on, West Coast Cam? Hi, Don. It's raining again. You're going with your hashtag cloudy cam again on this it lovely day? It is cloudy day. outside, and yes, I'm Cameron, so yes, it's cloudy cam. Well, uh, I am definitely not downpour dawn today. It is beautiful on this lovely day of May that you and I are recording, so I'm glad that uh, we've kind of flip-flopped weather conditions and you get your umbrella out, and uh, I'm going to enjoy some uh, suntan lotion and flip-flop. There you go. I mean... I- you know, when I'm not racing, I don't really mind the rain. I, to be honest, it's it's not too bad. But it seems that every racetrack I did freaking go to, it, it rained. So, I mean, I was, I, I even had a guy direct message me this weekend on Instagram and said, well, you're eight for eight. <laughs> exactly. I was listening uh, yesterday uh, afternoon to, uh, you know, Brent Musburger does that like whole betting show on XM radio and uh, for like all the prop bets and craziness that go on in Vegas. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to email them later on in the week and see if I can get them to do a prop bet, whether or not it's going to rain in Virginia next weekend when you show up. Yeah, I'd be willing to take that. bet. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure a lot of others would, too. And I'm sure that Tyler Crossnut and Tommy Franklin both would like you to stay away if that's the case. Uh, They don't need any rain in Virginia. Most likely. Most likely. But hey, what can I do? I survived the plane flight and here we are. Yeah, I know. You didn't have a great weekend in Atlanta, so I'm not going to rub salt in the wound on that one. We're just going to kind of zip right by it. How about that? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But for those of you that care, we had to have a clutch problem that we're trying to trying to find. And uh, the highlight of my weekend was a uh, big shout out to the Georgia State Trooper that let me off of my speeding ticket uh, on the way to the racetrack. Uh, he look he, at uh, you look at you ruining the blotter report already for oh, the show. Sorry. You, did, yeah. I, you, you took the blotter report right out of the show right there with, with your whole speeding uh, no, you situation. You can use the other one, my all wheel drive for that. So, but yeah, no, he was super cool. He, I was in a construction zone. I was like doing 80 and it was supposed to be 60. And he like, we like made eye contact when he had the radar gun out and I like totally saw him. I just started pulling over and he pulls me over and he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> license please. Shit. So, uh, it was in my backpack and I'm like, oh, I got to get out of the back. Is that cool? He's like, yeah, whatever. And so I just started chit chatting with him while I was getting my license out. And I just said, I guess I should have saved all my speeding for the racetrack this morning. And he goes, and he just started asking me why, you know, I was wearing a race pack sweatshirt and a, had a grazing hat. And he's like, Oh, you drive top fuel. I'm like, yeah. And he said, what, who do you drive for? And looked at me and handed my license back and said, have a nice day. I said, start the car. <laughs> uh-huh. And you said, you said, can I please get your address? I'll send you a copy of Jack Frost autograph yeah, version. Much. That's probably why he was like, oh yeah, that's a kid from Jack Frost. You know, he doesn't give a crap about racing. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, everybody in Georgia is worried about snow. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Oh yeah. Which oh, yeah. I think you guys had, didn't you guys have like some snow show up in Georgia? I heard there was a few different weather seasons that blew through the racetrack this past weekend uh i didn't see any hail but there was hail by the hotel like we had already left so i don't know if it happened to the track but it was kind of spotty so but and it hailed in charlotte 
two weeks mm-hmm. ago. So, dude. So there's I, probably going to be a tornado in Virginia. So there, sorry, uh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, dude. Uh, you know, I just keep pulling for you like a good co-host would. You know, r- racer uh, hashtag Dream Life um, is not uh, for us here soon. Hopefully, maybe something's got to change, my friend. Oh, yeah. well, what are we going to talk about this week? You tell me. Well, You're the boss. Yeah, I'm the boss. Whatever. Anyway, if I'm the boss, boss. if I'm the boss, we both got problems. Uh, HR needs to be fired if they hired either one of us and gave us the title of boss. Um, (laughs) Well, hey, based off of something that kind of hit my mind last week in reference to some different things going on in the social media world, um, over in, in I believe it was the... F1 series, I think was, um, there was some kind of bickering going on a little bit between a couple of the manufacturers and it kind of got me to thinking about how corporate side of of self-promotion and how PR people decide certain things and how things have changed in the motorsports world, I guess, of how you would go about handling that. You know, in the military, we always have this thing called crisis management. And so, you know, even though you got a public affairs department and you always want to talk about great things, sometimes you got to have that person that specializes in PR in the crisis management department, right? So I kind I of could use that in my personal life, Kylie. That, see, that's I'm honestly thinking that, you know, like if you're an actor or a celebrity or something, there's probably somebody that is on the payroll that that's their whole deal is to deal with crisis management for like, you know, when, oh, uh, let's say, um, Oh, I don't know. P. Diddy decides to throw bottles of crystal off the balcony in New York City. Somebody's got to handle the crisis management or the PR or social media backlash, right? Correct. Well, I, I was well, right. Exactly. Well, I don't know that the person probably has a lot of crisis management background expertise, but I thought of somebody that has dealt with a lot of celebrities in the motorsports world. Cause yeah, you know, us race car drivers, we like to think that we're celebrities, even though we could literally walk in to a crowded room of people and nobody would recognize us. Right. No, I mean at all. They'd be like, what do you do? Like I, you know, for a fact that Georgia trooper was just taking a stab in the dark. Cause he could tell you weren't from the South and you had that West coast accent and you're wearing a flat bill cap because I, ah, this guy's got to be some sort of drag racer or something. You, yeah, you, some you, loser. Some loser from the West Coast. So, yeah. so what I thought we'd do today, uh, keeping up with the whole so social media self promotion. We're in second quarter. We're heading into third quarter. We gotta, you know, we're always grinding for 2020. I figured we'd give somebody a call that's kind of been on both sides of the motorsports world. Uh, not only from a racetrack side, but been involved with one of the most successful teams in drag racing, and now currently works for one of the. <laughs> the most well-recognized drivers in motorsports, if you will. And uh, that's uh, that's Miss Leah Vaughn, who uh, currently has probably one of the coolest jobs that I can say that I'm jealous of that doesn't have to do with driving a race car. And uh, I thought we would give her a call up today. And, uh, you know, you and her have a little in common because, you know, she worked for a Nitro team or a Nitro organization and you 
try to leave the starting line on nitro i don't know you know maybe maybe i could ask her for a recommendation you you i don't know liam might have some clutch solutions that she could throw your way to help you with that whole clutch situation that you got going on over there there we go all right well let's give little uh give miss leah a call and see uh what we can come up with today hey guys hello what's going on leah how are you today I am good. How are you guys? Well, we are grinding away through, uh, I don't even remember what podcast number this is, uh, which I know, I know that's probably wrong, right? We're, we're failing already. If you're giving us an evaluation from podcast side, we don't know what episode we're on. I better be on my best behavior on this episode. That's just hard to keep track of. I understand that now. (laughs) <laughs> oh well leah uh first and foremost thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule i know you've got uh meetings and a, and a hectic lifestyle but uh why don't you I, I think it's best for me just to shut up and let you kind of give us the spill to our listeners uh who have probably tuned in just hoping that they're going to catch some sort of little nugget uh for their own program but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory Yeah, so um, right out of college, I um, got a job in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. I worked at Palm Beach International Raceway for about a year and a half before I joined um, Don Schumacher Racing to do social media for uh, DSR and all the seven drivers that they have. Um, So I was there for seven and a half years, and then now in um, November, I started... um, I was the brand associate uh, for social media for some guy named Dylan Hearn Jr. Anyone ever heard of him? Heard of him. Anyone? Hashtag who's that? Right. So, yeah, so we have some fun. I deal with, uh, you know, everything he has going on um, on his brand side. So all of his PSAs, I work with his partners um, to get their messages out on his channels. And then I'm also a big part of Dirty Mo Media. Uh, I run all the social media for that, and that is his um, media company. I mean, we do everything from, you know, video projects internally. Um, We have two podcasts, Build Your Download, um, which I'm lucky to be a part of. And then we have another one, um, Door Bumper Clear, which is a spotter's podcast. Uh, So we have TJ Majors and Brett Griffin. They spot for Clint Boyer and Joey Logano. So they come in every week and kind of do like a race recap show. They have a lot of fun with that. That's awesome. I'm I'm super interested to hear the difference. Like, I mean, you've you've drank the NHRA Kool Aid, and now you're kind of drinking the NASCAR Kool Aid. So, explain to me how the transition has been, because I'm pretty sure most NASCAR people they're just like, oh yeah, you're NHRA. That's cute. Like, <laughs> you know, we're we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> so I took my boss, Mike Davis, out to the drag races, uh, and when you guys were in Charlotte, he had never been before. Um, and he lost his dang mind. Like he's ate up. Like he'll literally call me at night now and he's like, I'm on YouTube and I'm watching this video. Like <laughs> just how everything great. Once you get a NASCAR fan out there, they're completely blown away. Like he literally walked up to Ron Caps and like, he's like, you can't do that anywhere else. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is normal. This is how it is. So it's been, um, it's definitely different. Um, you know, Dale's out of racing now. I have been to one appearance with him, um, you know, an autograph signing and seen kind of that side. But for the most part, um, 
I work out of the Junior Motorsports Race Shop, and I know kind of what goes on here, but I really don't have anything to do with it. So it's been a strange transition. I don't have to travel anymore. You know, I was on the cool. road with, uh, with DSR for seven and a half years, and, um, you know, I've kind of enjoyed having a weekend. Like, I, at first, I didn't know what that was, but I enjoy it now. Well, okay, so you, you kind of dove off in there, so let, let's let's chase this rabbit. So you worked with DSR for set, you know seven and a half years, eight years, and you traveled around the country, and now you're living a, we'll, we'll call it a adjusted nine-to-five lifestyle, <laughs> okay? So... Ad- adjusted. I, 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 I know. Yeah. We, we don't do video, but just so our listeners know, <laughs> I am doing the air quotes. Air, quote. air quotes <laughs> going on. What What do you think when you, when you, because I mean, I don't know. Maybe you were looking to make a change, or maybe someone just said, hey, we need to go get her, and maybe they pursued you. Whatever the case was, what's the one thing that when you were getting ready to make this career swap, if you will, going from drag racing, uh, traveling circus to the lovely world of Dale Jr. Motorsports, what was it that drew you and said, okay, I'm leaving Brownsburg, Indiana, and I'm off to Mooresville, North Carolina? Uh, The opportunities. Um, Everything that Dale has going on, you know, they, when I was going through the interview process, they explained to me that, um, he's busier now than he ever has been, even when he was behind the wheel. And that was kind of hard for me to understand. Um, I didn't really know what they meant by that. But now that I've been here for a few months, I see it. And like, he is just getting more and more demand. You know, he's NBC is keeping him busy. Last year he went to the Olympics. He just did the Kentucky Derby. He's doing the Indy 500. You know, these are all things that he couldn't have done when he was behind the wheel and these are all new opportunities for him and he's getting in front of um different people and it's just growing him and his brand um so that's kind of uh there's four people that are dedicated to dale and everything that he has going on and um they added me to that and it, it was necessary with everything he has going on like he is a busy busy guy and he likes to be involved in everything which is super cool what I think is really cool with what you're saying is, you know, he, he built his brand on, you know, yes, he's Dale Earnhardt's son, but he built his brand. I mean, he's an amazing driver and he's, he's done. He's people love him, this, that, and the other thing, but he did that through racing. Right. And then now he was, you know, he was racing so much, he can't do anything. So he's been able to, he's probably making just as much money, you know, doing not racing as he is and risking his life and, you know, all that. And like, I think that's really cool that he was able to to transition and do a successful job. And because a lot of people, when when they go from racing hardcore like that to just nothing, you know, they lost their sponsor and you never hear from them again. They kind of go through like a depression because you you're going from being the high horse for so long, and then all of a sudden you're just, you're like, oh, where did such and such go? Oh, I don't know. He's in a ditch. I don't know. You know, like they. It's but he's done an amazing job doing so many other things and keeping his brand relative and you know, keeping his organization afloat by doing other things like a podcast. I mean, who would have thought in seven years ago that he, oh yeah, Dirty Mo Media is going to have a podcast and it's going to be huge. What the hell's a podcast? You know what I mean? Like, so that's really cool. Right. And they've done so many different things in the past with Dirty Mo Media. And um, actually Sean Langdon was at our shop last week and uh, he was kind of talking to us about their podcast 
And, you know, we were just kind of encouraging him. Like Mike was saying, when we started, we didn't know what we were doing, you know, like just, just do it and see what sticks and just always like keep trying different things. And honestly, like we're still doing that. This is the first year um, that we've had guests um, for every show. You know, last year it was, they were doing, you know, it was mostly Dale and Mike and, and Matthew Dillner, our producer, and they had a few guests here and there. Um, but we were just kind of doing things differently this year. We have this new studio, and Dale has really kind of um, taken to that, and he's turned into, like, this amazing interviewer, and he loves sitting down with people and talking to them. And, and like, the stories that he's just able to get out of people that I feel like we joke, like, we think they forget that there's cameras and, you know, recording devices. And we feel like it's kind of like a therapy session for people. They just come in here and sit down with Dale and forget about everything else. So that's kind of been the coolest thing this year is watching all of that evolve. Yeah, oh. What's cool about him is he, what he's always done is, I mean, at least from what I've seen, I mean, I'm not a huge NASCAR fan, but I obviously he's Dylan Hart Jr. But he's always referenced, you know, when he was on the track, he, when he's business, when he's in business mode, he's in business mode, but like, five o'clock rolls around, dude, I'm going to go to my city in my backyard and I'm going to go drink some beers with the boys. Like that's cool because you have to do that. We're all human. Like, in, yeah. and I think he does a really good job with that and he wants to have fun too, you know, but he's not going to, yeah, he's not going to go do a handstand off the side of a building and, you know, like some of these celebrities do and screw things up, you know, like he's, he's smart about it. Oh, he's very, very smart. I mean, there's a, a good group of people here that kind of keep him in line. His sister being one of them, which is really cool to see their relationship. Cause That's cool. Kelly's been amazing to work with and, and watch her and and see their relationship. And, I mean, it's just incredible to see how those two work together. Now, now Kelly has always been, like, a significant part of his, let, let's say, business management team. Yes. Uh, so... How did, how, you know, what's a, what's a good tidbit of, let's say, like a facial expression or a body gesture or a tone or something that would go on when Kelly's trying to tell Dale, okay, look, this is, we're doing it this way or you're not doing that. You know, I mean, is it like a hands on the face kind of, you know, rub or is she running her fingers through her hair? She puts her head in her hands. What, <laughs> what, what, what's a gesture that you've seen when, when you realize, okay, it's on. She, no, Kelly's just, a, she can be very, she's very direct and to the point. Like she's not going to sugarcoat anything. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily like a gesture. It's just like very to the point. Like, I have to say, and you're gonna listen to it. <laughs> Trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder. I wonder is is like any of that rubbing off on, on Amy on Dale's, you know, Dale's wife. Like, is so is she like? Because I, I mean, I listened to the podcast this week, and that was that was very entertaining uh, hearing about the Kentucky Derby. But I wonder, you know, is is any is Amy picking up on any like characteristic traits, you know, tidbits and hints from Kelly on how to handle Dale. You know, watching them on the podcast this week, I, I think Amy can handle it. <laughs> she, was kind of, she was kind of giving him some crap about, you know, because he, he wants to be good, right? He wants to be good at everything he does. And he admitted on the podcast that we, like, he, you know, he worries about it. He's got anxiety. He had anxiety about going to the Derby. Like, he, it's out of his element, something he's never done before, and he wanted to do a good job. He wanted to make sure he had all of his... Uh, his facts together so he's been doing research you know for the last few weeks trying to learn all about the derby obviously it's a huge event unless his 
crazy history and he didn't want to go in there and screw it all up. So, so Amy had to deal with his, his anxiety a little bit in the last couple of weeks. So it's kind of funny to see how that played out on the, on the podcast. So I have a question for you. When you, you did the tour for seven some odd years. Now, this is the first year that I've been to all of them so far. And as I mean, seven in a row so far or whatever, aside from the Australia thing. And do you, it's funny to watch. Like, I mean, I know all these motorsports travel people, like they put certain people like within certain hotel groups. Like, did you have to, you were obviously in the DSRs section of the of the world and then you know there's the jfr and then there's like everything else like when you go out and you like you know you go back to the track or whatever you go back to the hotel it's like this whole different little world literally a traveling circus yes and it's uh, you start learning about all the dramas and like this and that and you're just like holy Toledo like this is insane like I mean and it was funny because nobody gets to see that part you know and and there, you know the, the people that are sad the people that you know they miss their kids or you know oh, that guy you know unfortunately he's having divorce problems or it's you're just like wow man like all these people are human but they all have one common bond being so in love with nitro drag racing it just has consumed their life you know and like right it's so did you see you got to see a lot of that, obviously. And I mean, I don't want to ask if you miss it, but like, I mean, cause once you're in it, like you're kind of in it. Cause I, I use the example people we talked about, I think on the podcast before, like, you know, crew guys, they start, Oh, I'm going to go do this. And then all of a sudden they start, their girlfriend is the t-shirt girl that works for nitro fish or whatever. Then all of a sudden they get married and then all of a sudden they go to Brownsburg and then they have the, a perfect little house. And then all of a sudden that team dismantles and then they don't know what to do. And then they're both on another team. And it's like, so, like, do you miss that world a little bit or no? Not at all. Like, get me the hell out of there. No, it, I mean, it, it was so, like, I, I went through an adjustment period. Like, I came out here and I literally, I think I knew three people when I moved out here. Um, so, I went from knowing everybody and basically everybody's business because I feel like that's how it works mm-hmm. for this world. Everybody knows everything. And, and I come out here and I didn't know anybody. I didn't like know anything. And it was like, all right, this is different. I have absolutely no clue what, clue what happens down the race shop. I, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I went down one day because my window in my office, I can see the race cars and they had the trunk open on one of these Xfinity cars one day. And I was like, I had no idea they had functioning trunks. Like where I come from, we don't have trunks in our race cars. And I went down there and I was talking to one of the guys and like the look on his face was hilarious. Like he looked at me like I, you know, had four heads. He's like, who is this dumb girl? Right. And I look in the, I look in the trunk and there's the space for the fuel cell. And then there's a puke tank. And I said, Oh, there's your puke tank. And he was like, you know what that is? <laughs> yeah. I like, I just come from a different world, you know? So <laughs> I feel like, I feel like what drag racing has with that, what be, with it being a traveling circus, that's everywhere. It's in NASCAR, you know, it's in IndyCar and it's just, it consumes you and it's just part of you. And I am not, not mad that I'm out of it. That's generally the consensus. I'm not mad. I'm not out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about some differences in social media. Let's get, 
you know, our listeners, we have a lot of racers that are trying to, for whatever reason, why they tune in and listen to Cam and I, I have no idea, but we'll still give them the benefit of the doubt. We, we want to know your social media. You come in. What are, what are, let's, let's go with, uh, let's go with two, two do's and two don'ts. What's two things that every racer or race team needs to be doing to better themselves on social media? Like, like if we were going to do Leah's tidbits for social media, uh, what, what is, what's the piece you do for the podcast? You do like the social media of the day or what you, you've got something that you do through Twitter or whatever. So let, let, let's have a couple do's and then let's talk about a couple don'ts. Honestly, like one thing you have to be willing to accept with social media is it's not nine to five and it like for these these guys you can't treat it as you know they say that you know driving is my main priority and my main focus absolutely on friday saturday sunday however there's four other days where what are you doing you know you have to put the work in on your social media side to grow your brand and who you are and i think that's a thing that most people struggle with or don't really put the effort in like if you don't tweet for four days what like you're hurting yourself you have to you have to be able to show people who you are outside of the racetrack because that's what they want to see i think that's probably the biggest thing and then for me like i'm always just looking at you know these bigger um like sports teams like i i'm a baseball fan i watch a lot of baseball so i follow baseball teams and see what they're doing on social media and like no you you can't go out there and create these huge video projects that some of these teams do but you can take you know some some clues from them and say like oh they did that but like I could do this and and you know kind of play off what they do so I'm always watching um what other brands and other you know professional teams are doing to see to just to just to learn more like that's the thing like it changes every single day there's I didn't go to school for social media I went to school for PR social media wasn't a thing so like I, you have to learn every day. You have to apply yourself every day and, and try to keep up with it because it changes every day. I think that's a huge thing that, that most drag racers miss is the fact that, oh, well, I, I posted out my Saturday night uh, picture, my three quarter shot of the back wheels. And so you can see the tree taken off. And I went three rounds this Saturday. It's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, and then you don't hear from <laughs> them for three weeks because they haven't raced. Right. No, you have yeah. to. So, I mean, Especially if you're, you know, like a grassroots guy, like you're in your garage working on your car, show that. That will give people more respect for you, that you're hands-on and doing things. Um, And that's what they want to see. Like, if they're a fan, they know what you did on the racetrack. They want to see what you're doing outside. 100%. I agree. 100%. So what are are your don'ts? My don'ts? Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Don't, I would, I guess I would say don't start stuff just to get a reaction. You know, like think about something before you tweet it. Is that going to, if you're going to tweet about something, you know, controversial in two days, are you still going to feel that way? Or is it worth it? Yeah. Kind of stir some stuff up. I know a lot of guys like to stir stuff up and it's just like. Does it help? You know, is it beneficial? 
you know, and not just by case scenario, but you know, some of the things that I think I see out there, you know, it didn't you don't really need to go there. So I'd say that was probably that's probably like my biggest one. And you know, if you're uh, if it's Friday night and you're you know enjoying some beverages, don't don't tweet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Leah's hey, there's been... no edit button on Twitter. My biggest that, pet peeve in the world. <laughs> that Leah, Leah must have been listening to some of our podcasts because I think we were talking about the whole beverage consumption program on social media f- a few weeks back, Cam. Yep. Yep. I don't. I. You know, if you have, if you have, my theory is, you know, if you're underage, don't even, don't even go there like at all if you're if you're of age and you happen to have a a beer in your hand or whatever that's one thing but if you have if you have a beer in your hand and you're pouring it over your face or doing a keg stand like you just have to know your limits like it just looks trashy it looks unprofessional you know but if you're if you're doing something you know put it in a cup you know okay yeah everybody knows a red solo cup you're probably drinking a cocktail but it doesn't look as bad because nobody, tech, I mean, it could be iced tea. I drink a lot of iced tea out of a red cup and a lot of people think that I'm drinking a cocktail, which sometimes could be good too, because you're, you're drinking iced tea and you're not looking like a derelict and slurring your words and, and all that. And Absolutely. just drinking freaking iced tea. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well now I'm, I want to ask a question because you said it, you, you've used it, whether it was subconsciously or, or on purpose, you have talked about Twitter and tweeting like in two of the four comments in the do's and the don'ts. So I am taking it based off of that, that Leah Vaughn is a huge proponent of Twitter. Over- yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I'm kind of a minority in that. I think most people and Instagram's going like crazy. Um, but like Twitter's always my go to. Like if I wanna know what's happening in the world, like I go to Twitter. You know? Facebook is um, you know, more of like a personal thing and um Instagram it drives me crazy. Like I love Instagram, but like you have to have a picture. Well, like I don't always have a picture. Like I'm a gif girl. Like I <laughs> that's my favorite thing. Like if I can't respond in a gift, like I don't, there's no point in me responding. You must have learned, you must, you must see Don and I's conversations. (laughs) Don's all about the bitmoji. Oh, there you go. Yeah. We, yeah, we, uh, we have our, uh, have our moments that, that gifts bitmoji, bitmojis, and then just the emojis themselves. Um, yeah, they get used frequently. I think it kind of sums up your, you know, if someone knows you and your personality or, or, or how you are, your thought processes, then you, you really don't have to text out, you know, words. You can, you can, you can send something and they know exactly, you know, what you're thinking or, or oh, yeah. what the case may be. Yeah. I'll tell you, iPhone's got some legit <laughs> gifts, like, <laughs> like one for every situation. Literally like, every. Like, sometimes, like, I'll come across and, like, I'll Google or, like, or I'll search for, and I'm like, that's it. Like the stars have aligned, and this is exactly what I needed for this point in time. Like it's just amazing. I love it. You can't say it in a gift. You don't need to say it. No, not at all. <laughs> well, so that being said, from the from the Twitter aspect, because I know you mentioned that you're involved in in Dale's brands and in the partners and and stuff that he's doing. So how do you kind of focus? 
or come up with an execution plan of self-promotion, you know, based across. So we've got Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen anything Dirty Mo media related that's ever been on Snapchat. So I'm going to say that that's probably not something that's in the Dirty Mo media uh program platform if you will so yeah. how, how do you go about deciding on where you're going to go what you're going to do sure. well, i think probably our, our biggest thing this year uh is we're actually focusing on youtube um and growing our youtube channel which um is taking off like crazy which i'm not i don't know i'm not a person that will like go home at night and just like go on youtube and search something to watch but a lot of people are and, I mean, our numbers and our growth this year on YouTube alone has just been incredible. Um, but, no, I mean, we, we really just try to – I mean, Dale's, Dale's a huge Twitter fan. Um, that's probably number number one for him as well. Maybe that's why we get along. Um, but uh, Instagram, like, all of our all of our stuff's growing this year, and Dale's, Dale's as well. Um, I think just you see the most growth on Instagram and then our, our YouTube yeah, I can see that. A lot of YouTube's getting going through that thing. Like, I mean, even because they have YouTube TV and all that stuff now, like, honestly, we don't have, my wife and I don't have cable because we're never home. So, but we, right. I mean, we have Netflix and Hulu or whatever, but I always put YouTube on my TV and right. whether it's looking for super cross results or highlights or whatever it is, or even music videos, like a lot of times I just play, play, I'll type in an artist and then it just keeps playing. And then next thing you know, you stumble, it's like stumbleupon.com. You're like, oh, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I feel like you can go like down a deep dark hole on you. Oh yeah. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that you've got to get off here. So we've got I got a couple more questions for you. I know you gotta get yeah, busy sure. on, on it. So biggest difference between drag racing social media and NASCAR social media. Um just the response, just the num- the the number of people. Um, you know, when Dale tweets something out, like like my phone battery will die <laughs> for <laughs> notifications because I, you know, I kind of keep tabs on all of the stuff that he does and and am watching for responses. And if I see something cool on there, um, you know, he may not see it because if he if he tweets something, he'll get like four hundred responses. Like you know, like I, he does, he reads all of them, but like I w- I don't expect that of him, so. I'll try to go through and if I see something cool, like, you know, try to point that out or, or take it for our show. You know, we have our, on the Dale Jr. download, they, we kind of started a like really segment this year and that's kind of been fun making fun of people on the internet. Um, <laughs> not hard to do. <laughs> um, so there's think, a lot of content out there for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I heard, I heard a new one on the radio this morning. People are putting shaving cream in their Crocs. I saw that. Did you see that? I did see that. And it like shoots out like it's like a, like silly or what was it? Like Play-Doh when you were a kid? Yes. I was was so bummed that we had already recorded our show this week. I'm like, that would have been perfect. (laughs) Say what? Because, you know, like somebody on the Dale Jr. download has Crocs. And I'm like, I doubt Amy would probably let Dale have them. But I bet Mike Davis has a pair of Crocs. And I would totally, totally make them try this. Don has a camo one for show. <laughs> there is two things that you can take to the bank. Don's never done drugs and Don's never wore Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, write that you, down. You, you write it down. Hashtag it. True story. <laughs> You'd be wearing them if they were interested in drag racing. 
If Crocs was interested in, in drag racing and wanted me to wear pink ones, pink on Friday, purple on Saturday, you best believe your bottom dollar. We will have pink and purple Crocs for everybody. <laughs> All right, my Crocs driving shoes are. <laughs> Can I get some SFI ones? Uh, yeah. Exactly. We, we'll get them done up. SFI dash fifteen shoes. That'll work. All right, Leah. So here, here's your last one. Is your parting shot? So you get to send one Christmas card to a drag racer. One. <gasps> who who are you sending your Christmas card to? No, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I I I forgot who I'm talking to. Let let me back up. You get to send one Christmas card to someone in the drag racing industry. One. Go. Ron Caps. I knew it because he gave you a Wally. It's the only yep. reason. <laughs> That's so hard to pick, though, because Caps and I were very, very close. Antron and I are so close. Antron's like a brother to me. Caps has been an amazing mentor and a huge supporter of me and everything that I do. And he was, you know, both of those guys, they care so much about what they do. They care so much about drag racing. And they were always open to doing stuff um for social and you know they would talk things through with me and always want to do more and that's like can't ask for more than that so they made my job easy at dsr and um i became very close to both of them uh in the process so so ron and i'll probably throw anton in there too maybe like if i just tear it in half If I send it to the shop, can I put both of them in the <laughs> Look, you can tell somebody that's in the PR field, right? There, there it is. <laughs> Trying to keep everybody happy. All right. right. Now, now, here's the one we get to have a lot of fun with. You get to send one card with WTF on it to one person in drag racing. Who's it going to? I don't know. Oh, come on. Eight years in drag racing, in DSR, on the NHRA traveling circus, there is for sure you've got one one thing that goes, man, that is a total WTF moment right there. <laughs> I don't know who, I don't know. Oh, uh, come on. This person. is kind of like taxi cab confessions. Come on. One person WTF. Hmm. I I don't know that I can answer that. She's a PR girl. She's not gonna answer. I, look yeah. at that. I I mean. I just, try to keep everybody happy. I can't make somebody mad. Oh, but wait a minute. If it's WTF, I mean, it's legitimate. That that's the whole point of a WTF moment. You know that there was honesty and sincerity in there. You know it was right there. It was on the brink. You just looked at him and went WTF. Unbelievable. You know, you know what I do? I would send a WTF card to NHRA um, for all of their social media rules and regulations. That's what I do. We want starting line videos all the time. Oh, oh it's, it's, I know she's got to go, but I got to tell you this. So we in Atlanta this weekend, we were told that you're not allowed to post a video or a photo before it airs on TV and yep. you're not, and you're not allowed to um, take a picture of another car and post it before like what? 
Yeah, because my wife, my wife works for McLeod, and so she was. I mean, she it, it wasn't addressed to her, but she was told this. But so they said, "Oh, Angie, don't take any pictures of of Paul's funny car." She's like, "What?" And you can't take a photo of somebody else's car that's not on your team, and post it on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Oh, Leah Leah came up with... Maybe unless you have a red vest. Yeah, that was... Can I tell you how happy I am that I got out (laughs) for a thing? Because I I would have had major issues. You're not going to catch me on the starting line in a red vest. Oh, my God. It's out of control. Catch me outside with that. Yeah, catch catch (laughs) me outside. Oh, it's just... It's crazy. You know, I wanted to... uh, I got through everything and I had two extras down here because I didn't know how long winded we'd be. But I had I had one question that I didn't get to that I'm going to ask that my WTF is is NHRA and their exclusive sponsorship rules to the corporate companies. Um, I think it all kind of came uh, to the surface when I'm not real sure who did the interview, but they posted the quotes from Tony Schumacher about, you know, they have a. You know, DSR has an automotive company. They have an oil company. They have a park store. They have a tool company. Uh, NHRA is Coke, and there's so many limitations and so forth. And that is the one thing that I wish we would start to be a little bit more like NASCAR and and kind of take the American open arm melting pot. Everybody's welcome. Let's all try to have fun and grow the sport. But uh, if people want to come into the sport, let them. It's the only way it's going to keep going. It's the yeah. only way it's going to keep going. All right. Well, I do have my little timer and it just clicked. I gave you the, <laughs> you, I got the two minute warning. Leah, thank you so much for coming on today. I know, I know you've got a busy schedule and everything, uh, for who Perhaps. you work for, but thank you very much. And we're going to definitely try to, uh, drop in and see you in October when we come back to Charlotte and, uh, yeah. maybe between now and then we'll, we'll get some pointers from you and, uh, in the dirty, dirty Mo media group. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. It's been awesome. All yeah. right. Take care, Leah. Bye. Well, Cam, there you go. That was, uh, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, guest, if you will, to, to bring into, uh, racers and rental cars. We probably skipped the whole, we could have gotten some pretty good rental car exploits with her based on who some of her drivers were back yeah, in the we day. Yeah, I forgot that whole setup. But, yeah. you know, she's a busy girl. She's got things to do, you know. I mean, that's, dude, she left drag racing and went to work for Dale Jr. Uh, that's a pretty rad job. I'm not going to lie. I'd, I'd, I'd think about it too. I, I mean, um, yeah, I think if somebody sent me an email or a text and said, Hey, you want to come to work for Dale Jr.? I don't know that I'd ask what the job was. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's, he seems, I mean, I don't know him personally, but the guy seems like a pretty cool cat. Like, everything you've ever, I've ever seen with him, like, he's, he just seems like the kind of guy you want to be around. You know, there's some people, if somebody called and said, Oh, do you want to be such and such? No. <laughs> pass, hard pass. Yeah. No, thanks. Uh, well, Cam, I, man, I don't, that was good. Sorry, I screwed up your blotter report. Yeah, you screwed up the blotter report, but I do know that, uh, 
yeah, you're out there creating content. I mean, we were just talked to spent, you know, 45 minutes with Leah talking about it. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta do it. And you were out there doing it and your blotter report for me. Now I'm going to have to revert back to like what would be considered like a warning ticket. Even though you got a warning ticket for speeding, the, this warning ticket would be the fact of you parking a rental car in up on the curb at the hotel, uh, in broad daylight with no alcohol involved. Uh, for everyone to pose up and take pictures on. How do you plead? Guilty. <laughs> Dude, somebody's got to do it. I, it's The car said it was all-wheel drive, so, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I had a car full of racers, and they said I had no huevos if I didn't, if I did it, or didn't do it, so pfft, now we're here. Up on you the know. curb you went. It was funny. I got out to get my backpack and, and I turned around and like all the forces guys were <laughs> like standing there like, uh, what's this guy doing? Well, that I mean, all the forces guys go in Suburbans. Yeah, so, I know. So Those Suburbans were behind me. Yeah. So, I mean, for them, they were, they're probably going, we do that all the time. They're like, dude, Nissan Rogue, legit. <laughs> nice upgrade. Yeah. Well, it was funny. We were, we, funny story about that. We got in. At the rental, you know, I had like a row. Pick anything on this row you want. <laughs> Pick which color you want. So there was like nothing there because they were like oversold. And there was a red Nissan Frontier four-door like mini truck. And then there was like some Nissan Sentra or some sort of sedan. And so we're like, I guess we'll take the truck in case we have to use it for a tow vehicle. And then this guy comes rolling up in this Nissan Rogue and he just parks it there and like leaves it running. And he was... a employee there i mean he had an alamo shirt on i guess i'm assuming he was somebody <laughs> and we're like should we take that because he parked it on our row which i don't think he was probably supposed to park it on our row because we didn't pay for an suv and but hey Angie, can't have false angie advertising jumps out, angie jumps out she goes can we take that one instead he goes yeah hell somebody left it running and i just i just moved it but yeah take it we're like win deal so but we had to test his durability but i must say I even, I told Angie and uh, Mario, one of our crew guys that was with us, I said, somebody that was a racer has had this vehicle before us because the thing pulled to the left, the thing like, it was every time you stepped off the gas, it was like you had a coaster brake. It like, just it went from like 60 miles an hour to 20, like instantly. And uh, yeah, the thing was all, all torn up. So somebody has had some fun with their Nissan Rogue and testing its all wheel drive durabilities as well, but it's a good vehicle. And if you have any questions, you can reach out at hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. Yeah. We'll see what we get in Virginia. Yeah. There you go. Better get a convertible. Yeah. All right. I'd I'd look great in a convertible. Well, we are going to wrap this up. Um, I think we, this week's episode, I guess we would be amiss. Uh, I'm sure we have all our racers, male and female, are out there traveling the countryside to uh, go see mom this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. So hopefully everybody travels safe. Remember, you wouldn't be where you are. Uh, that means breathing without your mom. So uh, make sure to give her mad respect, buy her lunch, take her some flowers. Uh, you know, of course, you've got to do your social media tweet. You know, send her a tweet. Yeah. Send her, send her a post. Uh, and if you're, if you're late getting a gift, 
racers and rental cars. We got plenty of apparel. Moms love them. Uh, so make sure that you, uh, get our racers and rental cars t-shirt. We've got some nostalgia stuff for the females. So, uh, go check out our online store and cam dude, I got nothing. Take us out of here. Uh, well, if you got nothing, I just wanted to thank the people that make this happen, which would be uh, Streetway Marketing, Voice America, and Race Pack Data Systems, and uh, all the sponsors that uh, help us go up and down the track. So we appreciate it, and all you fans too. You know how that how that sound was that good? That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. It's been cool. a co- been been a couple weeks since you did one, so that's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, and I want to make sure that we give one last shout out. Hey. Leah Vaughn, Dirty Mo Media, Dale Jr., his whole production team. Thanks for uh, letting her come on and us steal an hour of her time today. Uh, greatly appreciate it. And if you uh, haven't checked out Dirty Mo Media and the Dale Jr. download, please go do that and tell Leah where you heard it from. And, uh, hey, rate, review, and subscribe. I got some T-shirts to give away. You guys are dwindling on me. I- I'm getting the likes and I get the messages, but... Man, I'd really like to hear uh, some some ratings and some reviews uh, for our podcast. So thank you very much for uh, putting us over the milestones. And we're going to uh, get on to next week. So everybody have a happy and safe Mother's Day this weekend. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. 